As someone that struggles with depression and anxiety, I'm not an innately happy person. It's not something that comes naturally to me. And that's because my parents were able to not normalize sadness for us, but make us comfortable with sadness, okay? Because I think that's a huge thing in our world. Yeah. You no, know, we're supposed to be happy all the time. Right. And so my normal is usually, it's not about happiness. It's not about sadness either, but I don't really know where it lies. Yeah. So I'm here today to talk to you guys about joy. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa Morgan. And I'm Erin Eddy. The topic of joy is often talked about with an emphasis that we choose joy or find joy. But what does that actually mean? Are those phrases true? Or do phrases like choose joy put pressure on people to somehow become happy in the midst of rather unjoyful circumstances? Mm-hmm. Today we're talking to our very own podcast producer, Mary Jo Clark. Mary Jo is loved by everyone she meets and is such an amazing person to be around. Honest. She's always the best at being intentional in conversation with people and making them feel heard. Outside her passion for creating excellent podcasts to encourage women, she is a super talented baker. Her cookies and cupcakes are described by many as legendary. She's married to her husband, Russ, and they're currently expecting their first child. Let's dive into our truthful conversation with Mary Jo about what life looks like when choosing joy feels impossible. This is God Hears Her. Elisa. One of the things that I love about our podcast, <laughs> me other than that, we're on it. Other than I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I like me the best. Uh, no, we're so humble. No. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I love is having real, honest conversations about the ups and the downs in life with how we navigate the messiness with relationships with people, mm-hmm. the hardships of being happy all the time. Oh, who's happy all the time? I know. Mm-hmm. I know. That pressure Ooh. that we put on ourselves. Yep. But who we have on here, she's behind the scenes mm-hmm. most times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's working there every us. time. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is so authentic. Whenever you and I discuss a topic that we're going to have, she always shares a story and how she connects with it. Mm-hmm. And she's very honest and real mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because that's always happened off air, but today is on air. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the woman we're talking about is Mary Jo. Yes. Mary Jo is one of our producers. (laughs) God hears her. And we first met really through a computer screen, right? Through an email. Well, through an email. Yes. Yes. And then through a computer screen, zooming in to record from three different locations. But, and we didn't meet each other for many months in person, but we worked well. And you're right, Erin, it's because Mary Jo brings the real deal to us. But the fun thing for me is that's when you guys got to know me. Mm -hmm. I worked at Our Daily Bread for two years prior and I spent two years transcribing Elisa's voice on Discover the Word. Oh, my gosh. All my sound effects. <laughs> oh, so yes. she's very we, familiar we, yes. with your voice. <laughs> we, oh, you know, us in the transcription mm. and correspondence department would, like, 
pause mm. our work and be like, Alisa made this noise. I don't know how to write it out, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. That was fun. It, it made it interesting. Deeply. It was so fun. Obviously, okay. the content made it interesting, but mm. the fun noises made it, you know, extra special. <laughs> and even after that, Daniel, one of the producers of God Hears Her, I was one of the people that they asked to be in a focus group oh, as it was starting. Yes. And there were different names. Uh-huh. There were shows. I remember the first one that we listened to was with Margaret Feinberg. Mm-hmm. And it made me want to buy Taste and See. And yeah. I did it with my small group. And mm-hmm. so I got to know Erin that way, too, because then suddenly I'm transcribing God Hears Her and in this focus group. That's awesome. So when I emailed you guys, because I got a job then as a mm-hmm. podcast producer here, I already felt like I knew you, but I was also a little bit starstruck. I didn't so is know that, that yeah, part. Yeah. It was special for me, but it was like, mm. these girls are so cool. And, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's special to, to be here Aww. and to have worked. I've almost been a producer and engineer for podcasting at Our Daily Bread for a year now. I guess when this airs, it will have been over a year, yeah. which is really exciting. Mm to be here with you. Well, I'm having a moment like Mm. pretending like I'm one of those TV shows, you know, where where you sit with the the producers Uh and and, and you're like Jennifer Aniston or somebody, you know, (laughs) because I'm having that kind of a moment (laughs) because I'm looking at you going, Shazam. I know. I know. It's true. I think that was the thing. Like when when I started to get to know you and, and you would share your story and your journey just in like just moments of us talking about this topic, whatever Mm -hmm. topic it was Mm -hmm. that we were going to be discussing that day. I just thought, I'm so glad that she's on this team and Mm -hmm. leads this Mm -hmm. with others. Mm -hmm. And you're one of the voices that speaks in because of your authenticity. Mm, Yeah. So let's dive into your authenticity Mm -hmm. in terms of, I like to dive in. I always say dive in. Let's go in. Anyway, I want to go in. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go deep. You know, just, just how have you been shaped? You know, where'd you come from? Yeah. Where you from? What what was it like (laughs) um, growing up (laughs) in Mary Jo's skin? Yes. Well, growing up, I was actually known as Jojo. So even that, my parents named me Mary Jo, but my sister was only 19 months older than me and couldn't say it. So That's my darling. my family name became Jojo <laughs> mm-hmm. and it still is Aww. but it's so funny thinking back on that because if anyone called me Mary Jo back then mm-hmm. I'd be like who's that person mm-hmm. you're talking about this odd <laughs> yes. yeah, kind of professional yes. or something right. grown up yeah like I'm 3 you know <laughs> <laughs> um but I I loved my childhood mm-hmm. and a way I love describing my parents and I actually talked to them on the phone last night to ask their permission to be able to describe them this way. But oh, wow. my dad is the logical man. He chose a job as a mechanical engineer, and that's the way I would describe him. He is logically minded. And mm. I think of him, and I know he is also emotional. I know that, but I can't externally see it. Mm-hmm. I relate him to any of uh, my nerds out there. I relate him to Spock. <laughs> On Star Trek, <laughs> who's half human, half Vulcan. And so your dad's half human, half Vulcan. Yes. And so you you're that a quarter makes me, Vulcan. That's right. Yes. I'm a quarter Vulcan. <laughs> um, Math. Yeah, exactly. Live long and prosper. So on my dad's side, and actually I've got to share this too because he likes, there's this little joke and he'll be like, do you know why I chose to become an engineer? And I'll be like, why dad? And he'll be like, because they told me I didn't have the personality to be an accountant. And I love that. That's a good one. It makes me laugh. I think it's so funny. Okay. So Um, he's super logical. he's logical. And stoic. He's funny. He's stoic. Dry. And I know on the inside, he really is a joyful man. Mm -hmm. I know that Mm because I know my dad. Mm -hmm. 
And my mother, she's one of my best friends. Both of my parents are, but my mother and I have a special bond and she is uh, one of the loveliest people I know. And the difference between my mom and my dad is that he is all logical mm-hmm. and she is emotional. Wow. And opposites. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she even more special into her story is that she's bipolar. Okay. So I grew up in this world of emotion, mm-hmm. ups and downs, but also Vulcan. Right. (laughs) So it's it's confusing. Gosh, that is confusing. Yeah. But it was normal. Right. I never knew it. You didn't know anything different. Exactly. But the thing that and I remember them actually sitting down with Blair and I and talking to us and saying, if there was something different about mom, would you want to know? And we were like, yes. And that's when they explained bipolar to us. Oh, gosh. Mm. And And how old were you? I don't remember that. I would say eight to ten. Okay. And I don't think I really understood what that meant at the time either. And I talked to her a couple of years ago about the experiences as a kid because I remember the sadness. Mm-hmm. I remember the depression. Hers? Hers. Okay. Because what did that look like um, to you? I remember Blair and I, we played together a lot just like sisters would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like some days we would check on my mom and she would just be in bed. You know, Mm. it would just be one of those hard days where she couldn't get out of bed and didn't think anything of it, Mm -hmm. you know. And I told her a couple years ago, I remember those moments, but I don't remember the manic side. Mm. And she's like, that's because we were having fun. Like, that was just us having fun. The thing, this is how I know my mom's also logical because she, she did such a good job living out this disorder. She... When she was manic, a lot of people will like overspend and that sort of thing. She would just go buy a bunch of groceries and get us clothes, you know, like for her kids, take care of her family. In the depression times, she would still, she took us to school. She took care of us. She didn't let anything get in the way Mm -hmm. of that. But I know that she'd get home and it would still be heavy. It'd be hard on her. And I just love her example in that because whether it's genetic or environmental for me, I am someone that's also prone to depression and anxiety. My sister and I both have gone on journeys where we struggle with that. So that's why for me today, I'm really excited to talk with you ladies because (laughs) as someone that struggles with depression and anxiety, I'm not an innately happy person. It's not something that comes naturally to me. And that's because my parents were able to not normalize sadness for us, but make us comfortable with sadness, mm-hmm. okay? Because I think that's a huge thing that's lacking in our world is, yeah. you know, we're supposed to be happy all the time. Right. And so my normal is usually, it's not about happiness. Mm-hmm. It's not about sadness either, but I don't really know where it lies. Yeah. So I'm here today to talk to you guys about joy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you know yourself really well. Yeah. And that's been a journey, too. I'm sure it has. Well, I'm curious, what it, what do you think the difference is between joy and happiness? Well, Erin, I took a page out of your book. <laughs> <laughs> Not your literal book, So Worth Loving, <laughs> but something you love to do, and that is to Google things. Because yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. honestly, it rubbed off on you. <laughs> do you, like, happiness, right. joy, mm-hmm. contentment, mm-hmm. do any of us know the difference, yeah. really? You know, and I think there is also a difference in the secular world and in the Christian realm Mm -hmm. of what those words mean, too. Yeah. Yes. So I looked it up, Google, and they said happiness is the state of being happy. And I didn't find that helpful. But (laughs) that makes sense. 
<laughs> and the the sentence they gave for happiness, you know, as a description sentence, was she struggled to find happiness in her life. And oh. I just was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Instead of she's happy. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. They gave the example of she struggled to find happiness in life, mm. which I felt like was more relevant for most people, even yeah. if we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then I had to look up happy because they said happiness is a state of being happy. So happy is feeling pleasure and enjoyment because of your life or situation. Huh. So yeah. happiness is really dictated by circumstance. That's right. Exactly. That's yeah. right. And if our goal is to find happiness in life, mm-hmm. how do you maintain that? It's impossible. It's isn't impossible. It? And yet we're and fed. And unsustainable to even yes. try. Yes. And, and yet we're fed. Yeah. The myth yes. that we believe is truth is that we're supposed to be happy. And in fact, you know, America is the land of prosperity and yeah. happiness. And the reality is you throw on top of that, if you yeah. know Jesus, you're supposed to be super happy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, That's right. yeah. That's yeah. right. And if you aren't happy, then where is your faith? Yeah, what's yep. wrong with you? Aren't you praying hard enough? Yes, yeah. right. You should uh, you should feel that joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. choose joy. Choose, there it comes. Choose joy. There's the yeah. plaque. Yeah. And then joy, honestly, I did not find Google helpful for joy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's because of this journey I've been on. But for the noun of joy, it's a source or cause of delight, mm-hmm. which to me sounds a lot like happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. As a verb, it means to experience great pleasure or delight. It's emotional. It's not. Yes. It's yeah. that yeah. is still circumstantial to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's always been the struggle is when that's the definition we're given mm-hmm. and we're told to choose joy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what if I struggle with anxiety? What if I struggle with depression? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to push those feelings down and pretend they don't exist mm-hmm. and pretend that I'm happy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or oh, is that how you get happy? Is that how? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. value to that. Sure. The feelings follow faith, right? Yeah. So you just believe and then your feelings will get in line. So then you said there was a third word you said, which was contentment. Mm. Yes. So what is the definition of contentment? Honestly, I didn't look up contentment. So Erin, get on that. (laughs) Yeah, Erin's going to get on it. While she's doing that, I remember doing a study on joy, too. And it was just like from Philippians where Paul writes a lot about joy. Mm-hmm. And also I remember Peter mm-hmm. wrote about joy. And what I discovered, and joy is a fruit of the spirit. Yes, exactly. Which means it's something that God grows in us. Exactly. We can't huff and puff and mm-hmm. produce it by ourselves. But what I learned is that joy is actually confidence in God. Mm. And I you know, I, mean, I think we could probably define it in a lot of ways. Right. But in the word study that I did on yep. it, then as the fruit of the spirit, that it's confidence that he is who he says he is. Mm. He'll do what he says he'll do and we can trust him and be in relationship with him no matter what the circumstances, yes. which I love right. that you brought that yes. up. Does that ring true for I, you? Yes. And I think that that is something that today, like I really want to make sure this is a conversation between all of us because I'm not an expert. It's just Nobody a journey is. that I've been on for yeah. the past so many years to discover what it is. I yeah. think that One of my favorite episodes on God Hears Her so far has been with Sarah J. Robinson. Mm -hmm. And she talked about her depression. She's so honest. Her suicidal thoughts and the idea of choosing joy. And she said for her, it's not that easy. It's Mm -hmm. more of a daily discovery. Ooh, Mm -hmm. I like that. Yes. And that really spoke to me when thinking about how we can talk about joy now. It feels reachable. Yes. Mm -hmm. What did you find out about contentment? 
it's, Aaron it's, Love. It says contentment is a state of happiness and satisfaction. Hmm. Wow, they're all connected. Well, I, yeah, I also that one's plot twist. So here is something that specifically I was able to learn uh, through my twenties. Okay, because I really want your listeners to know, as someone that was struggling with this idea of happiness, I also knew what I was quote unquote supposed to be, and I think that unknowingly I felt like, okay, I'll grow up, I'll be a wife and a mom. That's what I'll be when I grow up. It's so funny because when I was little, I'm like, I'm going to marry my high school sweetheart. I didn't have a high school sweetheart. <laughs> well, whoops. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I can't do that now. So um, I remember the first time that I felt this loss mm-hmm. of, I guess, the ability to feel contentment even mm-hmm. was graduating college because something I'm very good at Mm. is doing what I'm told. Mm. I was an amazing student. Oh. Mm. Because they lay it all out for you. They're like, here's your life Mm -hmm. for, I don't know, preschool through college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it never clicked in my brain until after graduation that that meant I would have no, no one telling me what to do after college. I'd have no direction because I didn't learn how to necessarily critically think through that. I learned how to do what I was told. Mm -hmm. And now no one's telling me what to do. Interesting. And even though I was a Christian, I don't think I necessarily was building my personal relationship with God to know what even his direction was. So you graduate and you're just thunk. You know, you're just plopped into the world. Plopped into the world. I was done with college, done with school. School's out forever. Thanks. That song. (laughs) Um, But... All my friends moved home. I lost my sense of community. I moved back home with my parents because I couldn't find a job right away. I have no issue with people moving back home with their parents. I think that's beautiful. However, the world didn't tell me that. Mm -hmm. Our our culture, American culture, it's very much, you know, you graduated, you should be on your own now and figure it out. So I felt like a failure in that. My mom was diagnosed with cancer and my boyfriend broke up with me. And I couldn't be content. I couldn't figure it out. Well, because it was not supposed to be this way. You well, your circumstances yeah. pointed yeah. to sadness. Yeah. Totally. You're grieving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You are not successful. You, like all of these negative, again, I think cultural ideas of what I'm supposed to be, and I'm not, so I shouldn't be happy. Because that's what the focus became. It's the American dream. Oh, you're doing this with your life? Well, are you happy? Mm-hmm wait, does that matter? You know, but all these things were kind of my circumstances. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And people are telling you to choose joy, Mm. you know? And so that's when I took about a year in this pity party. And it wasn't just a pity party. It was a full-on, like, quarter-life crisis, breakdown, panic attacks, depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety. Can we just pause there and... Thank you for correcting yourself. It it doesn't sound like it was a pity party. It sounded like you were truly (laughs) grieving some very real losses. And I think we do judge ourselves Mm. with Mm -hmm. labels like that. And it's so touching that you're so authentic that you can say, wait, no, it wasn't a pity party. This was a real deal. It was blown (laughs) out, depression, anxiety, panic attack. I was miserable. Yeah. Thank you, Mary Jo. That's, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
When we come back, Mary Jo will share more about her personal journey of finding contentment and learning the importance of being grateful as a path to being joyful. That's coming soon on this episode of God Hears Her. Christmas is coming, and we have a great way to help you celebrate it joyfully. The God Hears Her, a joyful Christmas kit includes our 31-day devotional with special readings for both morning and evening so you can start and end your day focused on Jesus. There's a joyful Christmas ornament to hang on your tree, as well as a notepad and pen to write notes. You'll also get access to coloring sheets, a frameable print, prayer prompts, and the God With Us booklet that you can download. So go to godhearsher.org slash joyful Christmas to order your Christmas kit and get ready for a joy-filled Christmas. Now back to the show. I think it's so easy for us to label things that way, pity party, and just get very down on ourselves. And I, I am prone to that. So it's I've learned how to help my friends see it differently. So sometimes mm-hmm. I have to be like, mm. you're your friend too. You can see this better <laughs> for your, right? Yeah, <laughs> Where's my mirror? Yeah. 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 Talk to yourself. And that's also years of counseling. I think counseling mm-hmm. helped me with this idea too. But mm-hmm. in that time, I couldn't find a way out of it until mm-hmm. I was broken enough to reach the point of being done and like, it's time to be okay. I, and I mean, at that point too, my mom's treatment was going well. I was still like, I'm someone that like, I'll mourn a breakup for like a solid year at least, right? <laughs> like I don't do well with loss. No one does. But like, I just don't let go of that stuff. So I was still kind of mourning that. But I had a part-time job. And it's funny because I was a film degree and I got a part-time job at Family Video. So I was like, hey, I'm working in my field. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I did it. Um, but I still wasn't what, you know, people were telling me I was supposed to be. So it was about, for me, it was about learning contentment with, I am going to go to work. I'm going to do my job and I'm going to be a light. Mm. You know, we talk about purpose. We talk about, well, what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. So how do we do that Mm -hmm. when we don't know what we want to be or we can't get what we want to be? Does that mean you don't have a purpose? Does Mm -hmm. that mean you're not in your calling? I don't think so. I think that God has more for us than that Yeah, because we aren't our job. Our job is not our identity, our our status, our relationships. How did you get to that? I don't think I got to that that year. Mm-hmm. I think that my friends and I, we came up with this idea. A few of my friends and I were going through similar circumstances. And we couldn't find contentment or joy. Mm-hmm. And for me, growing up, you sing the song, I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Yeah. And I think that, we, like we said, that is a fruit of the Spirit. It is a gift from the Lord, and it is in there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can't feel it because it's down in my heart and I've buried it because I'm not content and I'm not focusing on the gifts that God has given me. Mm-hmm. But I know it's there. Mm. I can't feel it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's this strange for me journey of discovering it every day. Mm. And when I was post-grad, and I was, I remember I was going to turn 23 and I was like, all right, here's what you do. 
you make 23 the best year of your life so far. I will not peak at 23, (laughs) but it will be the best year of my life so far. Because in our pursuit of joy, we were deciding to not be afraid of anything. Mm -hmm. I was afraid of everything, but that meant not letting that hold me back. Mm. Accepting that I had anxiety. Yeah. But not letting that define me and letting God define me. And so I, I don't say this in a way of making it easy. This this is not an easy journey, especially for people that aren't just naturally bubbly and excited and like, oh my gosh, life is so happy, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, so Elisa just hit me in the arm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, there are a few of them in the world. There and are, I'm glad. And that's beautiful. I love And that's lovely. And I will actually say to that, mm-hmm. because that's naturally, that's where I naturally go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having sadness around people yeah. scares them when yes. I'm sad. Yes. Because they're used yep. to me being mm-hmm. happy. They're like, yep. what is wrong with I don't with know what planet, If I show yeah. sadness yes. or anger. The planet is stopped. It's like not yep. received. Yes. And that makes me feel ashamed to be sad. Yep. We do that to each other. I know. Every feeling. I know. Yeah. And just so you know, I'm pretty comfortable with sadness. <laughs> so you can be whatever you feel with me. That's good. Okay. Hey. <laughs> All of my best friends are fours on the Enneagram because oh, they yeah. feel sadness and happiness. So yes. they've helped me to feel okay with the sadness. Not every that I one carry. of your best friends is a four. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're not. You're not. She's a three. She's a three. <laughs> but Mary Jo, how are you in your skin now? I, I, yeah. I really yeah. am intrigued by how you said, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Yeah. And maybe I can't feel feel it as mm-hmm. a fluffy feeling yeah. because yeah. it's down in my heart. Yeah. And then you started talking about embracing the sadness. Yeah. Is the joy still there down in your heart? Have you been able to experience it once you've recognized its presence? I would say that I'm going to throw out some Bible verses. Um, one specifically that is not choose joy. Because that is not I don't think in it's our in Bible. The Bible. It's not. <laughs> so stop telling me to choose joy and smile. But James 1, 2 to 4 mm-hmm. is, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. Mm-hmm. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Mm. I can't say that when I'm being tested, I feel that. Mm -hmm. But when I repeat that and focus on that, like where I am now is a result of where I've been. Mm -hmm. I spent most of my 20s in retail jobs being told by some people and not all my people, a lot of my community is very encouraging and helpful and didn't look down on me. But a lot of people were like, well, why don't, why aren't you more? Mm-hmm. Why don't you do more with your life? Why mm-hmm. are you wasting it like this? Why don't you use your degree? Why don't you do this? And so there was, that was a trial for me. Mm-hmm. And that pushed my joy down deeper into my heart because I felt like I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. I was basing it on community and not God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing was that I got married when I was 30, and I didn't start dating my husband until I was 29. I had serious relationships here and there. I didn't really date around. I just had serious relationships. And I I counted. I think I went through five breakups. Mm -hmm. For me, serious relationships. That is not 
an easy test to endure for me. Mm-hmm. Is it for anybody? Yeah, it isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and not. that tested my joy. But something that I will never regret about dating each one of those people is that I learned a lot from them. Mm-hmm. I learned how to be a stronger person from each of them while dating them. And more importantly, from those breakups. Mm-hmm. I remember one specifically, this was probably the hardest one I went through. It just really, it made me so sad to lose this person as my friend too. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like I just broke my heart. And I remember talking to God the night that we broke up and I said, God, I don't know why this is happening, but I'm in with you and me now. Mm-hmm. And I know that it is my time to be intentional with you. And I'm going to be sad and this is going to be hard for me, but you accept me no matter how I am. And I think this is the time for you to fill me with your spirit and teach me peace, teach me joy. Mm -hmm. And I remember that year I would call my mom most days Mm -hmm. and cry. But looking back on that year, it was one of the most strengthening years of my life to find this joy this mm-hmm. idea of joy was developing while I was you were discovering crying. it while wow. i was crying wow yes and i, I didn't so feel good. it in the tears but i would constantly pray mm-hmm. at the beginning and end of those cries mm-hmm. and hmm. just give it to god mm-hmm. this, this is so hard for me to say because you guys are talking about the enneagram i'm a nine which is a peacemaker and i kind of just do what people need me to do but i stopped listening to people's voices so much because they weren't always speaking the truth to me. Even some of my dearest friends, Mm -hmm. they were still putting their expectations and their standards on me. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't hearing God then. Mm -hmm. So I grew from all of those things. And it brought me to the point of, I'm still, I do not call myself an innately happy person. I still don't consider myself that. I still struggle with depression here and there. I struggle with anxiety. But through all of those trials, Every single one of them, God grew me and he developed the joy that was growing already. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I get in my stress or in my unhealth, I know I'm pushing that joy Mm -hmm. deeper down into my heart and it's harder for me to find. Mm -hmm. But when I talk to him, when I thank him for different things each day, a huge thing that my pastor here at Ada Bible, Jeff Mannion, has said for years is to make a gratitude list three things each day that you're thankful for Mm -hmm. and some days that's really easy today i got to talk with aaron and elisa about (laughs) joy easy (laughs) and other days it's like i don't know Mm -hmm. and i remember writing down things like this morning i had a mug of english breakfast tea with a little bit of cream and sugar and it's like That was the biggest blessing of my day, and that is not belittled. That was Mm -hmm. so beautiful Mm -hmm. to me, and it was a gift from God. Mm. And I was able to understand my gratitude towards him Mm -hmm. and how that joy was brought from thankfulness. And so it's tough because sometimes I think there's ways I can help dig the joy out a little more. Mm-hmm. But I know it's still not me doing these things to mm-hmm. make me happy. Yeah. It's just accepting these tiny little blessings in the midst of anxiety, depression, or just an everyday I feel fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I really respect that it's not just to choose joy, oh, no. you know, happy plaque or, you know, mm-hmm. cross stitch on a pillow. 
but I do hear Mary Jo great intentionality. Yes. And you know, that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to choose to be thankful. Okay, then joy will grow. You know, I'm going to spend some time noticing what God is doing and God will grow Mm -hmm. joy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow sadness Mm -hmm. to sit with me and God will grow joy even as I'm crying. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I think that's really beautiful. It's simple, but it's not simplistic. Mm -hmm. And I I love how you've modeled that for us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, the thing that I heard you say earlier was that you surrendered mm-hmm. your circumstances mm. to the Lord because you were operating out of your own strength to produce happiness and joy. And you learned you can't. Can't. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, have it all mm-hmm. and do what you want. And when he had that invitation from you, he did. And he taught you where your strength comes from. And he taught you contentment. Mm-hmm. And that's where mm-hmm. joy and happiness yes. is found, yes. mm-hmm. is in contentment mm-hmm. and not in this manufactured out of our own ability. Mm-hmm. The movie Inside Out I was kind movie. of revolutionary, <laughs> I, love I think, for our generation because there wasn't a conversation before of this idea that joy can coexist with yeah. other feelings. Mm-hmm. 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 These feelings don't have to be just set in one way. Yeah. And I know we're talking about joy, that it's it's more than a feeling. But I think that means that it allows us to to feel things. And we don't need to be like, I can't be sad right now. Mm-hmm. I have to be joyful. You can express that sadness. You yeah. can share that sadness. And I think that will help with your joy because you are accepting your reality. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're expressing these feelings. You're acknowledging that you're there, which is something I learned from my counselor. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Talk about it with yourself. Talk about it with yeah. God. And that yeah. is going to propel yeah. this contentment this joy this excitement for your relationship with god because he's in trust he's and trust mm. there's one more verse that i want to share because it doesn't say joy in it but it is something that me and my team have talked about recently and it was actually from a discover the word cool. um show oh, cool. that bill was leading about the trinity but the verse that he referenced was in Revelation, and this one is one six, and it says, He has made us a kingdom of priests for God his Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. And something that I love that is your focus is speaking to the woman that doesn't feel seen or heard. And I just know from my personal experience, from hearing friends talk, from hearing anyone else talk from reading books by Christian women we struggle with purpose we struggle with calling and I think that those struggles instead of us finding joy in them often it it makes us push the joy down mm-hmm. and this verse spoke to me so much when we were going over this program because it says he has made us a kingdom of priests for God his father all glory and power to him forever and ever amen so if you are allowing this confusion about purpose and calling to push your joy deep down. I just encourage you to know that you are a priest for God, his father. And that is your calling. It doesn't matter where you are. Oh my gosh, I'm emotional. I'm going to cry. I'm pregnant. 
You are a priest for God his Father, and it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what job you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're married, if you're single, if you're divorced, if you're going through something hard, if you're sick. You are a priest for God his Father, and you can find your joy in that because that's your calling. And it doesn't mean you feel it always, but it's okay. And like Elisa said something earlier, and it made me think of something that Pastor Mike Todd said in a a sermon about joy before. But God's got it, Mm. and I trust him. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to mourn. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not understand what's going on. But again, Mm -hmm. God's got it, and I trust him. We are so thankful for the opportunity to learn more about Mary Jo. She is such a light for those around her. We're especially grateful for her vulnerability. We don't really talk about what it means to choose joy. And I'm thankful for Mary Jo's insights and her encouragement of what it looks like to live a life of contentment. Well, before we close out today's episode of God Hears Her, we want to remind you that the show notes are available in the podcast description. The show notes not only contain the talking points for today's episode, but there's also links to connect with Elisa and me on social and a link for our God Hears Her Christmas package. You can visit our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, God hears you. He sees you. And he loves you because you are his. Today's episode was engineered by Ann Stevens and produced by Mary Jo Clark, Daniel Ryan Day, and Jade Gustafson. Today, we want to also recognize Rob and Deb for their help in supporting the God Hears Her podcast. Thanks, y'all. God Hears Her is a production of Our Daily Bread Ministries.